Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. We are back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics and... Eckler owners are pretty sad right now. Dude, I told you. I told you, try and get what you can for Eckler. You don't know when Gordon's coming back. And I just traded Josh Jacobs for Melvin Gordon. Literally, it was it was juicy because, oh, my God, it was it, five minutes later after right. you sent me that. Five mm-hmm. minutes later, the Gordon news came out. Now, how do you feel about that trade? So I traded a pretty decent RB to get Gordon. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. Your team, you had a very good team. You had a lot of good keepers. Uh, Some of them aren't working out. But pretty much the Gordon move was to try to win a championship, correct? So for you, it made sense. Mm -hmm. For some people, it might not. Like the guy you traded it for, he's 0-3. He needs a win this week. And he's probably going to get that. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't wait until week 6 or 8 whenever Gordon was coming back. But if you didn't know. Gordon will be in the building Thursday. Now, is that confirmed or is that just a rumor right now? I mean, supposedly sources say that it is confirmed, but you know what happened with Lev Bell last year. So until it happens, we do not know. What do you think is going to happen? How long does he get incorporated? Does he become the workhorse again? Or So so with the, with the Zeke issue, he came back and he was very good shape. But they did 13 carries, I think, week one. Yes. And Pollard had, I think, 15 carries. Yes. Off the top of my head. Um, they slowly worked him in. He didn't get his straight workload the whole time. And I think with Austin Eckler on how well he looked, he's going to be involved. And I think he's going to be more involved than he was in the past, even though he was very, very involved. Yeah, he was pretty involved. Um, because Gordon is most likely not going to be there next year. They're probably going to want to see what they have with Eckler, and and he's been looking great. Yeah. Now, is there a chance that Melvin Bayers basically has like a Justin Jackson role where you might see him in the game, no. but not much? I mean, Gordon is too talented not to play. They're going to play Gordon. They want to win a championship. They want to win games. In my opinion, when Gordon comes back, he's obviously not playing this week. From all the things we're hearing, next week they're probably going to work him in. So I'd say 20 reps like they were talking about with Lev or with uh, Zeke. Hmm. So, I mean. So he's not startable is what you're saying. It's hard not to start him. I mean, most people that drafted Gordon probably got him in, say, the sixth or the fifth, right? Okay. Maybe a little later. It depends when you did your draft. You're probably not going to have a whole bunch of different options. I'd have a hard time justifying it. I, I would too. I, it's not a comfortable start. But, yeah. I mean, if you think about it this way, next week putting Melvin Gordon in your flex doesn't doesn't option. sound that bad, right? No. Uh, the volume not is not going to be there, but he can break a long one. We'll see what happens, and we'll get more information as it goes on. Now, and is Justin Jackson going to be droppable? Yeah. If Gordon comes back, for sure, he's not, he's not going to be able to be a stash. Um, you're most likely not we're gonna, weren't playing him anyways, so it wasn't a big thing, but you were stashing him, seeing if Eckler got hurt, 
he did get a little volume here and there, but it was mainly Eckler show. Uh, but yeah, you're not gonna, you're 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 gonna cut him when Gordon comes back. Are you excited that he's back, or do you kind of just miss him holding out? Honestly, I feel like there's no difference. Really? I mean, Gordon is very talented, but Eckler's been been really good. Been very good, very good. I think it just muddles the water a little bit. Uh, if you didn't trade Eckler, you're probably not gonna be able to trade him. Uh, I traded him a while back for Carry On Johnson uh, before I think week. After week, after two, week one, I believe it. After I week remember. one, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. After week one, because my concern was, am I going to be able to get more for him if Gordon magically comes back early? Because Eckler looked great. Gordon probably was concerned, wanted to come back early. I wanted to get something long term for my team, and it it, it kind of worked out so far, at least. So far, we'll have to see. NFL headlines. McCoy, practice limited with an ankle injury. If he's practicing limited now, as of Wednesday, do you feel he's gonna most likely start on Sunday? I mean, he's he's gonna be involved. I think we we all think he's gonna be involved, but Williams, I think, is gonna get Mike at the low to the carry. With McCoy, I don't think you're hoping for carries. You're hoping for receptions. I'd believe. I mean, you're hoping for any touches you can get of on course. the top to your offense, obviously. It really depends on who you have, what's going on. But if he's not 100%, which it doesn't look like it, because if I remember correctly, he heard his same ankle, correct? Yes. Okay. So Williams looked good. Daryl Williams looked good. Damian Williams is not practicing, correct? Still not practicing. So Williams will get the bulk of the carries. Darwin Thompson is a smaller back. Williams is a little bit of a bigger back. He'll be able to carry the load, but LaShawn McCoy will be sprinkled in there a little bit, but he won't be the main guy, in my opinion. I think it'll be a 50-50 split. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now, as I just look at his stats, he had eight carries and four receptions, a touchdown mm-hmm. in both ends of that. I don't see him. If he's playing, I do not see him just sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. I- I'm not saying... McCoy's going to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. But it's concerning that he hurt his same ankle, and I don't think they're going to rush him in there if Williams is playing good. They might go with the hot hand and might push McCoy back a little bit, but we'll see what happens. The ankle concerns me that he hurt it again. Are you comfortably starting him? Uh, No, I'm not comfortably starting not him. Yet. No. If I have someone else, other options, then – then I'm definitely going to do some other options. All right. Penny still not practicing with a hamstring. I mean, that's great news for Carson. Carson, as long as he doesn't fumble it, I'm expecting a pretty big game out of him. Yeah, if he if he holds on to the ball, he's going to have a massive game. I'm, I'm just saying, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Hot take. Is that a hot take? I don't think so. I think it's very doable. All right. Uh, very doable, but you heard Pete Carroll. He says he's going to make sure you see he's confident in him, and I think that's he's going to get fed a lot. He's going to have a lot of volume, especially with Penny being out. Yeah, of course. Now, if you're pinched on a tight end, Trey Burton is officially a full go. I don't know how comfortable you feel starting somebody on that offense, but he's definitely going to be a I'm, streamer option. Yeah, do you feel good about that at all? No, not really. 
I mean, you can't. He's he's maybe a low end tight end too, and that's uh, basically not even streamable against Minnesota. Yeah, um, and Trubisky, yes, his stat line was good, but he looked horrible still, staring down his wide receivers, not going through progressions. He just looks bad. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with it at all. Yeah. I'd rather uh, I invested in Will Disley. I'm pretty comfortable with that actually. Are you? Yeah. Now, Jimmy Graham cleared to play Thursday night. Do you expect a big game, knowing that Aaron Rodgers wants to give him the ball? He said that with uh, Devontae Adams as well. I mean, I don't feel comfortable with him. I don't think I ever will feel comfortable with Jimmy Graham anymore. To me, he's a maybe a high-end tight end, too. I think there's a lot more options out there that you can do. I honestly feel more comfortable with O.J. Howard than I do with Jimmy Graham. Really? Yes, for sure. I'm going to disagree, but I could see your point. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Graham had one game this season. I think he got 16 points, got a touchdown. Uh, O.J. Howard, I know he had the two games that pretty much did nothing. I think they're going to keep trying to get O.J. Howard involved. He's too talented not to. Uh, Jimmy Graham, yeah, Uh, I, I have no interest. All righty. Amari Cooper gets an MRI, supposedly precautionary. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's always something with Amari, but it's something to keep a look eye or look at and, uh, yeah. and go from there. As of right now, I'm pretty unconcerned about it. So let's see. Just a quickie news. Damien Williams, Godwin, Hilton, Singletary, and Mike Williams all not practicing. Jesus. That's a, it's a hefty list. That is, that, that is a hefty. Damian Williams is not a surprise. Of course. Um, Singletary. Not that much of a surprise, I no, don't not, think. Not too uh, much. Hilton isn't a surprise to me. Godwin is a little bit of a surprise. Um. And Mike Williams. Yes. Oh wow. Still not practicing. Yeah, I think he could have a. Could have had a big game if he, he actually gets involved. Um, things to keep an eye out for tomorrow. Uh, yep. Yeah, if they don't practice tomorrow, I don't think they'll be playing. Yeah, no. I, I highly I highly doubt that. We'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Thursday night. Ooh, we got a finally a pretty decent game going on Thursday night. It's It's looking pretty good. I'm actually excited for once this year on a Thursday night game. Now, Aaron Jones. Eagles, Green Bay. Of course, I probably. No, I mean, I, sorry, yeah, we get too. Yeah, we're too excited. That's we a got good a point. Juice good going. point. Good point. Got a little juice. Go ahead. Go ahead. Aaron Jones, he had a good game, but he's splitting splitting reps right now. He's splitting carries, splitting everything. It's almost a basic fifty fifty split with him and Williams. How do you feel? I'm concerned about him. How concerned? Uh, concerned enough to trade him for Chris Carson. Really? Yes. I feel um, like that's not a bad trade i feel like it's fairly even no i mean with the fumble issues carson is probably going to be the guy everyone's thinking that aaron jones you got a great deal with aaron jones and then not carson but my issue is the volume yes he had one good game week two against minnesota 23 attempts 116 yards five yard average 15 is the longest in a touchdown uh, four receptions, six targets. But Chicago, yes, it's a great defense. 13 attempts, 39 yards, three-yard average. 
and then Denver. 10 attempts, 19 yards, 1.9 yard average. He just somehow was able to get two rushing touchdowns. I'm not confident at all. I mean, the issue with that is last week, Jamal Williams, 12 attempts, 59 yards, 4.9 yard average. 12 yards the longest. I know Chicago, he only had five attempts. Minnesota, he had nine attempts. But they talked about not having a main back here. They they yeah. wanted a timeshare for the RBs. And he keep, he kept the coach kept talking about it over and over again. It, so it concerns me that Aaron Jones is going to be on the sidelines. Yeah, which is very fair. And against a ferocious Bears defense, I'm not Bears, sorry. Eagles defense, they stop the run like it's this, like it's their job because basically it is. So I'm going to bench Aaron Jones this week. Against Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm benching. Yeah, I mean, they have a great front seven. Uh, it's understandable if you want to bench him. You're probably not going to have a lot of other options uh, if you're going to. I mean, who else would you want to start? Carry. Would you? Okay, so you have an option of carry on and Aaron, Aaron Jones. Carry on. Uh, I mean, he plays Kansas City. It's a great matchup. Uh, I definitely feel more comfortable with carry on. Okay, let's try somebody on the lower end. Uh, Miles Sanders, how about that on the other squad? Oh, I'm not starting Miles Sanders. I'm starting Aaron Jones. Okay, um, let's try somebody in the middle. Uh, Freeman against ten- uh, Tennessee. Freeman against Tennessee. W- would you rather start him or would you rather start Aaron Jones? We talk about Royce Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Uh, I would go Aaron Jones. I have no confidence in Freeman as of now. Josh Jacobs against Indianapolis. Josh Jacobs. Okay. Uh, Mixon against Pittsburgh. Mixon. Uh, Fournette against Denver. Aaron Jones. Uh, What about Sonny Michel? Aaron Jones. Okay. So, I mean, Aaron Jones is a high-end to low-end RB2 is, yeah. is kind of what you're looking at. So you would want to start him, yeah, I but won't. I don't think there's a lot of upside, and I think Jamal Williams is going to be involved a lot. Yes, of course. Uh, especially with – it seems like Jamal Williams is always in on mainly passing downs or when they think they're going to blitz. It doesn't seem like Aaron Jones can pick up blitzes very well or pass block. I think that's mainly why Jamal Williams is getting in there. Overall – He's more of a well-rounded back than Aaron Jones, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, if you can't pass block in the NFL, as Frank Gore said it, you won't last very long. Yeah, so, I mean, let's go to let's go to Rodgers. Now, when I looked up stats for Rodgers, he had a weird profile photo. Did you ever notice that? He has, like, a weird mustache handlebar going on. Made me think he's the type of guy to bring a ruler to bed to see how long he slept. Kind of weird. That's That's aggressive. Is it? I think it's a little weird. He seems like the type of guy who'd be like, you know, I really want to know how long I slept. So he <laughs> brings a ruler. So, I mean, he hasn't had any great games. Not at all. Uh, one touchdown, two touchdowns, one touchdown. 203, 209, 235. But remember, against Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, all really good defenses. Philly has a good front seven. But Very their good. corners are horrible. And Darby is already named inactive for the game yeah so i mean this is to get aaron Rodgers back on track in my opinion his schedule doesn't necessarily get easier from now on though no but he could have a huge game you're you're starting aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, Devontae Adams is a must. Uh, MVS, what do you think? I'm not happy with him. Mm-hmm. Not comfortable with him at all. You, you don't feel like you want to give it a go? No, I feel like he's just a one-play touchdown or a 50 yards type of guy. I'm not comfortable with that at all. A flex at best. Yeah, I mean, there's opportunity there for him, but there's a lot of other guys you can feel comfortable with. For me, wide receiver four, wide, lower end wide receiver three is, is kind of what you're looking at in my opinion. Yeah, that's very He could fair. have a deep bomb, but I'm not that comfortable with him. No, not at all. Jimmy Graham. We talked about about him a little bit earlier. If you have him, I still don't feel very comfortable, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a hard time. Yeah. Uh, I think there's other options out there for tight end. Uh, Wentz and Ertz, a must-start, right? Yeah, they're must-starts. Is Alshon playing? As of right now, he has a good chance to play. If he, if, even if he does, do you want to start that? So you just got to roll the dice? Pretty much ba- as of right now, it's a roll of the dice. Yeah? Yeah. What At least that's a report coming out. Well, I, I'm not starting Alshon. No. Typically, any other week, I'd start him. So I saw the video with Nelson Aguilar. You saw it? I saw the saw video about of the, the firefighter yeah. catching the kid uh-huh. or catching the mom and the baby. Okay. And uh, he's like, in the back of my mind, it's like, I ain't dropping him. Like Nelson Aguilar. Uh-huh. I was like, dang. <laughs> so the real question is, is Aguilar going to drop passes today? This game, Thursday. He's going to drop one. Right now, it's more of an over-under on how many he drops. Over-under two. Two. I'm going over. Wow. That's a lot, actually. That's a lot. That, that's not, a not, lot. Now that I think about it, that's a lot. I mean, that is a lot. But he's going to do it. He'll find a way. Just because, so, you know, he invited that guy to come watch the game. Why are they inviting him? He should be playing. Aguilar should be watching Exactly. Him. That's what are, I'm is, saying. Is Aguilar paying him to teach him how to catch the ball? Because that dude I caught. I guarantee it. That dude caught a human that was probably a hundred and we'll say hundred and thirty pounds. We'll say that. That's like a workout right there. I'm I'm just saying Aguilar could learn something from him in a uh, pressure situation. That's a human life right there. He doesn't catch it, somebody dies. So is he actually going to watch the game or are they just gonna put him in a jersey? Put him in a jersey. Hot take. Hot take. I'm, I'm just saying. If he goes the over two drops, he's out. That's it. Do, I mean, do you think that Wentz is going to be like, come on, get in the slot? You know, you know, in the huddle, they're for sure making that joke. Yeah. I mean, fourth quarter, they need a touchdown. They're down by six. Get the guy. A- Aguilar's, Aguilar's out. Guy's coming from the stands. And, you know, he doesn't even need gloves. He doesn't need gloves. He doesn't need gloves. He is gloves. I'm just saying. So, our sponsor today. Oh. I mean, if you're a top-tier tactic listener, obviously you're going to be winning your league. And if you're winning your league, you might as well have a trophy. So, Blow Trophies sent us one of their products today. And what what do you think? I actually really like the idea. So, I... As you know, in our league, I won it. I, oh, yeah. Not Great. to brag. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I have, as so, you know, we have like a pretty big trophy. I mean, you know, so let's break that down. Okay. You came in 
with some white pants. Like yeah, I did. just sh- just <laughs> showing it up, saying you won the league, right? But everyone knows you're going to come in with a trophy. So why don't you come in, have the trophy in your pocket, uh-huh. and then act like you didn't bring a trophy, oh. go in the bathroom, blow it up, and come out and, and just surprise everybody? That's a flex. I- I'm just saying. This thing is fourteen ninety nine. As it, I'm looking at as, it right now. As you're looking at it right now, it is a great trophy. It's pretty cool. It, it for for a league that you're not going to have a big bulky trophy that costs you one hundred and twenty dollars or a big belt that's seventy eighty dollars that's just going to build up dust. It's a good trophy to have, and it's a good way to make fun of your friends. You can bring it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, you could, as we said, just blow it up. It took me about a minute to do it. It was actually pretty easy. He's good at blowing, so. Sorry. Um, and, and even when you're done, instead of it collecting dust, you can just compress it, keep it safe, and then just pull it, it out when you need it again. And surprisingly, it's big. It's about three feet. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's a pretty big size. So Blow Trophy, you can go on their Instagram or their website, $14.99. It's a great product. I actually really recommend it. It's a decent idea. It is it's a great for sure idea. for for your normal leagues that doesn't want to spend that kind of money. I mean, it's it's a perfect product. So guys, you're scared of. We're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a segment for that. I'll start it off. Yeah, let's let's hear it. Odell Beckham. I think it's a very fair. I mean, you take away his 89 yard touchdown week uh, two weeks ago, then he has a standard. Scoreline. I just want to point that out of seven, eight, and five. That's mm-hmm. pretty terrible for somebody you probably drafted in the later first, early second round. Yeah, I mean the good news is he he has thirty targets, but the way the Browns are playing right now, they look horrible. Mayfield does not look comfortable in the pocket, and their schedule is not getting any better. They have the Ravens this week. They play New England in a couple weeks. They play the Bills. They play the Niners. I mean, the Niners do not have a bad defense. They look Surprisingly. good. Surprisingly. So the schedule doesn't look any better. And do, in your honest opinion, do you think Baker Mayfield's going to look better by the – I mean, I assume he's going to look better by the end of the end of the year, but you can't feel comfortable starting him. He's not going to be that person that you invested a fairly decent draft stock on. I mean, if you dra- unless you're Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield was drafted not far from you, and you're not getting that type of production out of him. Yeah, I mean, a couple rounds lower, but what, sixth, seventh, I've Th- seen people draft insane. him. So, I mean, it, it's insane for a guy that people are dropping. Uh, so that goes to our next guy, and it's obviously Baker Mayfield that I'm, I'm scared of. I'm, I'm blatantly scared of. Week two, 59% of his points came from OBJ's two big plays. Without those two big plays, he would just have two touchdowns and five interceptions. That's really bad. I mean, that's horrible. Trubisky has a better scoreline than this. That's depressing. It is. That that's hurts. actually really depressing that now that I look at it. That hurts. I just After like I said it, I thought about it, and then it hurt myself. And, and with that draft pick, say you drafted him in the seventh round, you have the Ravens this week. You're not playing him against the Ravens. No, not so, at all. He's absolutely useless for you right now. And he's still playing the Ravens later on in the year. Uh, it's just, it's not a good look. He's got a, it, it lightens up a little bit, but his schedule is still pretty bad. Honestly, 
Baker's value will drop a lot more even after this year or after this game and most likely dropped in most leagues. Yeah. I could definitely agree and attest to that. Now the next guy is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. Mostly not because we're denying his talent. We're just going to deny the QB's talent. Now last week against the Niners, even though they have a pretty good defense right now, uh, the Steelers only completed two passes that traveled farther than one yard down the field. I don't know how you're going to give Juju the ball when that happens. Now he somehow broke one of the two passes for a 75-yard touchdown, but what's the chances that's going to happen again? Yeah, I mean, so what What do you think his targets were when, when Roethlisberger was there? Uh, per game? Per game. I'm going to go nine. It's close. Eight. And then week two. Eight again. Okay. Uh, week three. Seven. So, I mean, his, his targets are still there. But like you were saying, what where is he? Where? What targets are we getting here? Are they realistic targets? It's a concern. That whole offense is a concern to play, and you can't feel comfortable with Juju. You, you just can't. No. I mean, most likely half of those targets were wide receiver screens. And, you know, unless he get, somehow is able to break one, chances are the most he's going to get is six, seven yards. And. And what that does is when they can't get a passing game going, <laughs> and hopefully they do against Cincinnati this I'm week. Because if they don't, I mean, you got to be concerned. If you haven't sold Juju yet, if he can't play good against Cincy, it's got to it's, it's gonna it, you're gonna it's gonna hurt. Uh, to get into the Steelers, James Conner's my next guy to be Yikes. concerned with. He hurts. Uh, they're obviously unable to get a running game going. Uh, <laughs> With Mason, Rudolph, I, they're just stacking the box. The, James Conner, it's going to be a rough, probably a rough season for him. Yeah, I and, mean, they're trying to tailor that offense to make Rudolph as comfortable as possible. But that's definitely hindering the run style James Conner has. He's not the fastest guy in the field. He's not going to go sideline to sideline on stretches and tosses. He's got to run up that middle and ground and pound that game. That's just not how the offense is running right now. Yeah. So, guys we're confident in. Oh. I'll let you start it off. All right. You can pick whoever you want to pick. Fine, I'll pick. I'll go with my boy, Devontae Adams. Okay. Now, he's had a very disappointing game so far, especially because you drafted him number in the first round, and he is going to be your best receiver. Now, he's faced the Bears, the Vikings, and the Broncos. They're all elite defenses with elite corners. His schedule gets easier. And we know Aaron Rodgers is talented enough to give him the ball. Yeah, I mean, after last game, uh, week one, week two, and week three. Week one, he had eight targets. Week two, he had nine. Last game, he had four. That's terrible. Uh, (laughs) For your best wide receiver, that is not what you're looking for at all. Uh, To put that in perspective, Christian McCaffrey had four. Are you saying McCaffrey's better than Devontae Adams? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a concern, but Aaron Rodgers obviously stated that he needs to feed him the ball. So this is a perfect game for them to feed Devontae Adams, and he's going to have a big game. Oh, yeah. I definitely fully believe 100 yards and a touchdown is going to be the baseline for this game. Yeah, I could see that. So my guy. Oh. Uh, a lot of people are down on him. Down in the dumps. Uh, down in the dumps. Concerned. Uh, 
Chris Carson. Chris Carson. Yes, he's had a fumble issue in the last three games. Three in the last three games. That's not consistent in his career, if you look at the stats. Had only three fumbles last year total. In his career in college, he only had one fumble. So my I'm not concerned with it. With, with Penny's hamstring issue and Pete Carroll saying, he's my guy and I'm going to show you that, he's going to get a whole bunch of volume and I think he's going to have a big game. Penny not playing? Penny, I don't think Penny's going to play. That's just a nice little bump up right there. That gives you a, that gives you a good bump for Chris Carson against Arizona Cardinals, and their defense is horrid. But my opinion is go out and get Chris Carson. That That's how confident I am in it. That's fair. I, I mean, I know a lot of people are concerned. Go out and get him. It, it's, I'm not. It's not a normal thing for him to fumble. And no. I don't think it will continue. If he fumbles this game, there's going to be a big concern. But right now, happen. right now, I don't think it's going to happen. And he's going to have a big game. Yeah. The, now, to put it into perspective, Miles Sanders, who has a fumbling issue, averages a fumble every 30 carries. He, uh, Miles Sanders also had 10 fumbles in, I think, his senior year. Which is an insane amount compared to Carson, who had what? What was it you one. said earlier? One fumble. One fumble in two years. Yeah. His junior and senior year. One fumble. And then he did not have a fumble lost all of last year. And this year, week one, was his first ever NFL career lost fumble. I'm pretty confident in him. And I will buy on some idiot who decided to sell low. There you go. All right. Now, Philip Lindsay is going to be my guy. Oh, okay. Now, carries have been... Split with him and Freeman, basically down the middle the first two weeks. Week three comes along. Freeman hurts his shoulder, and Penny just goes off. 21 carries with five targets. And he just puts up a massive stat line, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Now, if Freeman can't get his shoulder right, unless he's just going to start itching a little bit more with those carries, that playing time, and then eventually he's just going to go back to what happened last year where it's just a 70-30 Lindsay show and he's going to go back to that Pro Bowl status that he has yeah I mean I'm not that high on Lindsay like you are oh. I know you're a Lindsay truther no, but I, I'm not yeah. concerned about Lindsay I think Lindsay's going to take that job at some point and when he does and if he gets the full workload I mean he's going to be great we'll see if the coaches are smart enough to give him more of the workload than Royce Freeman but it might just be a timeshare the whole time. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, next guy, Zach Hurts. This one hurts a little. I mean, I in my opinion, you can't be concerned with him. He's a top three tight end. He has the most targets for tight ends, tied for the most targets with Evan Ingram. Uh, the next person down is Darren Waller with 29. Evan Ingram has 30. Zach Hurts has 30. He is going to have a good game. And yeah. I... There's no way you can't start him. Yeah, that's Wentz definitely true. And Ertz have a connection. Goddard dropped that one target he had in the back of the end zone. And Ertz is going to be the guy. And Goddard lost his chance. <laughs> yeah, now Ertz's lowest target in receptions was seven. And unfortunately, his highest yards, game yards, 72. I mean, if that's like 
and his lowest was 60. If that's your lowest, that's a pretty decent floor right now. We're hoping O.J. Howard can get 60 yards a game. Yeah, I mean, it, he's a he's a stud. I it just don't don't, worry don't be it. concerned about it. Don't be worried about it. He has 219 total snaps for a tight end. That's the most. Higher the next Kelsey? person, yeah, by far. Oh. Kelsey's 178. Oh. George Kittle is 189. And he was at what? 219. Oh, okay. Damn. So 30 over. 73% of the time he's on the field. You will get production. Slow start, that's fine. It's going to start picking up. That's Anything else? I, I think that's it. I think, Ma- I think we're good. Did Melvin Gordon show up yet? You know why he showed up? Because I kept up? tweeting at him every day. Uh, I just like you know how people get like morning coffee. Was it you or the guy who traded you? Because I know the it guy was, who traded you was. He just definitely did it too, but I helped him out. Like every you know, people get like morning coffee. I wake up in the morning and I morningly so, tweet at Melvin. So let's do this. Okay. Well, why? Give me your theory on why Melvin Gordon is coming back. Oh, because he's not worth anything right now. Because Eckler stripped him of everything. Yeah, but the same thing happened with James Conner. I mean, I think Gordon realized that he's not going to get what he wants this way. And the longer he waits, the more teams will realize that, man, maybe we'll stick away from him and we'll just draft somebody else. I I mean, I I can see it. I can see it. All right, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Oh. All right. That's a surprise. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too.